Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 26th of August. Of course, we're talking about the Rays trying to take over first place in the American League East. The Bucks hosting the Ravens in the final preseason game. Glad that's coming to an end. And you're going to take some emails as well. JimmyBSports.com is the way to get on the show. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865 that's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. How about the Rays? Two games behind Baltimore heading into the weekend against the Bronx Bombers. That's right, the Yankees are in town. We've had some good success against the Yankees, not just this year, but in the past I hope that continues. If you look for the first time in a long time, the Yankees are below 500. Going into the weekend, they were 61 and 66 in last place in the American League East. Who would have thought that going into the season? Definitely underperforming all their fans' expectations. Talking about the Rays, it's been a great week. We've won six out of the last seven games. Uh, We took the last one against the Giants. Then we took um, two out of three from the Angels. And then we just swept Colorado. The the last one was a 6-3 win. It was a great game that we had. Josh Lowe hit a tie-breaking home run in the eighth inning to give us the win. Um, We won 6-5 the day before. He put up 12 runs the day before that. So if you look what we're doing from an offensive standpoint, I've said that all year long. If the Rays are going to advance in the playoffs and have a chance of getting a trip this year, the bats have to come alive and stay alive. And that's what they're doing. We talked about them going on a streak in last week's show, and that's exactly what's transpiring. Hopefully they can keep everything going in the same direction. Paredes had a great game. Um, If you look at Yandy Diaz out there, you look at... um, What Paredes is doing, he's got 26 home runs. He had another one, obviously, against the um, the Rockies. So everyone's stepping up. Everyone is being part of the equation. And we talked about this earlier in the year. Kevin Cash does a great job of keeping everybody ready to play in the game. Uh, There's no such thing as, as a day off. And if you're wearing a Rays uniform, you better be prepared to step between the lines and help your team out. And that's whether you're an offensive player, going to help out the plate, or if you're a pitcher, you're going to go out there, you're going to get your chance to play, they're going to hand you the ball, and you have to go out there and produce. It seems to me, 
as you know, everything is going either in a positive or a negative direction. When the rays are hitting, everyone's having fun. You can see the enthusiasm seems to be back. Obviously, there is uh, some issues off the field, if you will, talking about Wander Franco. We'll talk about that in a second. But I think right now, the Rays have kind of right at the ship. I don't mean the pirate ship. They're right at the ship on the field. And I think that finishing the last, what, 32, 33 games of the season, we have a lot to look forward to as race fans because what we need to do is keep the injury bug away. If we're able to do that, we all know what's happened this season so far, whether you want to talk about McClanahan or Rasmussen, whomever it might be. The pitching staff really got decimated to a point, but you know what? We keep on coming back, and this is a very... um, This is a very... uh, I'm trying to think of the word... um, team that that will bend but we won't break I guess is what I'm looking for here and there's times during the season where you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs we've had both that's that if you remember this way we started off this season and then we went into that slump in July had probably one of the worst Julys that we've ever had but when you look at this team all it takes is a couple guys to start swinging the bat and all of a sudden that gets contagious whether it's good or bad, it's always contagious. And it seems as though right now the Rays have a chance to overtake Baltimore. Baltimore is 79 and 48 going into the weekend, and we're 78 and 51, two games behind. And I think that if you look at both teams, if you had a look at who is trending in the better direction right now, I'm not going to say that Baltimore's doing anything wrong. They're, they're very steady, but I think we're more of a streaky team. And if we get on one of those tears where we can win oh, 11 out of 15, 12 out of 15 games, like we've been doing the, the last couple of weeks here, I think we're going to be able to go out there and keep on chipping away on that lead that they have. And ultimately... I don't think we're going to have to worry about the wild card. We're going to be able to go out there and win that division. Would love to hear what you have to say. JinnyBSports.com is the way to be able to send an email. Get on the show. I'm going to take an email from Todd in Summerfield. It says, JinnyB, how do you like the way that the Rays organization is handling the Wander Franco incident or allegedly incident? Todd, that's a great email. Thank you. I was going to get to that. I think that we talk about the success that the Rays are having on the field right now. You have to look at what happened with Franco off the field and the way that it's being handled right now. So, of course, the organization is saying what they have to say. It's an ongoing investigation with um, the authorities down there in the Dominican Major League Baseball uh, um, has made a decision that Franco will be on administrative leave uh, until such time where more details come out. I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, of course, the organization will have more details about what happened or what is happening. That's only natural. But from a fan standpoint, looking at everything, I have to say the way that the Rays organization is 
know, taking down all the commercials, taking Franco out of all the commercials, I should say, taking down the banners at the trop that has uh, any, any pictures of him, anything to do with him. Um, it, it, it kind of, it's a little bit unsettling to me as far as what they're doing. And again, they may have more information. As a matter of fact, I'm sure they do. Definitely more information than I have and probably most people. But if you're doing that, what you're doing, in my opinion, you're running the risk of, in the situation that Franco does get exonerated, if there was some uh, extortion in the case, uh, if there was anything that he comes that it wasn't his fault, which you know, I'm sure everyone is hoping for that. Don't know what the turnout's going to be. But in the situation where he is cleared of everything, what do you think his uh, interpretation of the way that the Rays are handling this right now is going to leave in his mind. I would have to say that he's not going to want to play for this team because it seems to me as though the team is kind of uh, putting him out of the picture right now. And I'm not quite sure that's the right thing to do. I don't know what the right thing to do is because I don't have all the facts. But what I do know is that when it's all said and done, one way or the other, it doesn't seem to me as though Franco is going to be a good fit for this organization going forward, especially especially in his mind, because I don't think he had the utmost trust for the organization to begin with before this incident, the way he was um, suspended for a couple games. And I just don't feel that he had the... Um, the warm and fuzzies about the way the organization was treating him. And again, a lot of that is on him. He's young. I think he's very immature as well. And, you know, off the field, whatever happens off the field, happens off the field in his personal life. But on the field, is he a good teammate? Not quite sure. I mean, obviously, he was suspended for not being a good teammate, allegedly. So how is it going to play out when it's all said and done? I'm hoping that uh, for his sake and for the sake of you know, his family and all the other families that may or may not be involved, that it works out in the best possible light for everyone. And hopefully he's able to put that behind him and move on with his career. I'm just not so sure that his career is going to be with the Rays when all of this is said and done. I would love to hear your opinion on that. 877-448-7901. You go to jimmybsports.com. Let me know, number one, do you have any feeling on um, what is transpiring, how that is going to help or hurt the race? Is it helping the race right now? Have they come together? We said last week on the show that sometimes... Uh, incidents will come up and the team can go one of two ways. They can start to tank and no, just let it take its toll on the team or they can use that as a tool to bond and to come together. And I really think that on that West Coast strip against the Giants and the Angels that they use that time to bond as a team and uh, it's been showing this past week. So let me know your thoughts on that. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Freedom Junkie Beards. 
free your beard from its dismal existence and kick it up a notch. Freedom Junkie Beards is made in the USA with the highest quality ingredients from beard oils, jellies, balms, and waxes to shine, hydrate, smooth, and control frizz to keep that beard in check. Protect your beard from the elements with an all-star lineup of products from Freedom Junkie Beards. American-made, American-grown. Online at fjbeards.com or text keyword BEARD to 64600. That's 64600 for more information. So if you're ready to join the Freedom Junkie Nation, then let's get bearded. A percentage of all sales are donated to charities supporting wounded veterans and vets with PTSD. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Going to take an email here, talking some more baseball. Larry from Apollo Beach says, Jimmy B, enjoyed when you broke down the baseball, the top 20 last time. Uh, who do you like in the top 10 right now going into the final home stretch here for the playoffs? Well, thanks for the email, Larry. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, did get some good feedback about that segment as well. Looking at the teams right now, I won't do the top 20, but I'm going to give you my top maybe 15 here. I'm going to say the Giants are in uh, 15th place right now. They've got um, a, a lot of promising players. They're a young team, but they keep on battling, and I think that they they do have a chance to go out there and make the playoffs. I have them at 15. Number 14, I have the Twins. They have a record of 65 and, and 62. They, I think they slipped a little bit, but they um, still have the ability to go out there. You were talking about you know, Kevin Gosman led the league in strikeouts. Uh, if this keeps up, you can still mention him from the Cy Young conversation. Um, so I, I do think that you have a team that is hitting the ball pretty well, and they should be there in the top 15. The Diamondbacks, they began August with a nine-game losing streak, but they've turned it around since then. I think they've won nine or ten times in the last 11 or 12 games, and they're a relatively young team as well. Um, they have a good winning streak. I think it's a four game right now and there's a Padres team that's chasing them and a, a Rangers team that's been the best in baseball all year long so it, it's a tough division out there but I do think that the Diamondbacks are uh, in the hunt as as they should be and they should be uh, in the top 15 as well I have the Cubs at 12 the Cubs are uh I believe they're 66 and 60. Um, they're the same as I've had them the last couple weeks. They have some starting pitching concerns. And, you know, really, this time of year is not the time of year where you should be experimenting. And um, they may have to uh, dip into the minors a little bit to get some help up there. Marcus Stroman is out, of course. Drew Smiley has been ineffective. He gave up, I think, seven or eight runs in three and a half innings the other day to uh, Detroit. Uh, Swanson's been pretty good uh, home run for RBIs in that game. So uh, the Cubs are hanging in there. I also have Boston uh, number 11. Uh, they moved up a little bit. They swept the Yankees last weekend. Um, 
you know, of course, sweeping the Yankees right now doesn't mean the same as it used to. That used to be one of the best rivalries in all of sports, and I'm not quite sure that uh, you can say that anymore, especially with the season that the Yankees are having right now. But um, I do have Boston up there. Uh, I think that the defense of the Red Sox, though, they're error-prone, and when you have you know, four or five unearned runs in some games, it's definitely going to be to your detriment. So um, they're not that good of a fielding team, lots of errors. However, they're still in the mix, believe it or not, and uh, they could make some noise in the last uh, month, month and a half here. Top 10, I have Milwaukee starting the top 10 here. Um, after getting swept by the Dodgers last week, who I'm telling you, the Dodgers are for real again. And um, th- despite a tough travel schedule, Milwaukee's been able to uh, play the Rangers well. Then they came home to beat the Twins this past week. F- Freddie Peralta striking out batters left and right. And I think that you know you had the return of Brandon Woodruff, who really makes the Brewers dangerous. So uh, they're going to be there, and I expect them to stay there for the rest of the year, fighting for a playoff spot. The Phillies... The, the Phillies are, um, they scored 45 runs over a six-game stretch with Harper leading the way. This time of year is really when Harper seems to excel, and uh, he also had an inside-the-park home run. Uh, Real Muto's heat, heating up for them. He's having a great August. Trey Turner, after putting up those billboards in Philly, is hitting, uh, I think, 343 in the last 18 games, so... Uh, the last couple of weeks, three or four weeks, it's, it's, it seems as though Philly's trying to you know, make a move. And uh, they, I think they're first in the playoff spot there in the National League. I have Toronto at eight right now. They, uh, they dropped off out of the wild card slot, but they continue to play some sound baseball. And I think that, um, no, they're right there on the cusp. Are they going to be able to get into the playoffs? They have the players. You're talking about Ball Bichette out there. Um, uh, if they keep on just grinding, I think that it's going to come down to the last week of the season with Toronto there. Seattle, though, they're a team that just keeps on winning. Um, Julio Rodriguez, they've been waiting for him to heat up. His recent stretch was was pretty unbelievable. 17 hits over four games, which was never done before in the majors. He had four straight games with at least four hits and uh, just an, an unbelievable stretch of what's going on. So they've, uh, they've moved into the wild card spot, closing in on the Astros and the Rangers and the American League West. Rodriguez, like I mentioned, is hitting over 400 in August and... Um, now, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with if they keep on doing what they're doing right now. Houston, who we just mentioned, uh, they're finding themselves in a, the midst of a three-race scramble for the American League West title because of a you know, poorly timed Rangers slump and a hot streak from Seattle that we just talked about. So, you know, Houston's Houston. I really think that when you comes time for uh, the playoffs and they're going to be right there like they always are and I do think that uh, they're comfortable in high stakes games like that which are going to give them an opportunity at an edge when it comes right down to it getting into and then uh, playing the playoffs I had the raise at 5 up a spot from 6 I know it's been um, a little bit of a trying time like we talked about with the Wander Franco investigation, but more so, I think the injuries 
it's amazing all the injuries that we've been um, having to play through and you know sometimes you overlook the injuries that you have you go out there next man up and you now Kevin Cash's crew has been trending upwards and I think the dark point uh, you know on the field not talking about off the field but July I think it was 29th July 30th when Houston crushed us I think it was 17 to 4 it dropped us to uh probably a season low winning percentage but since then we've gone 14 and 7 and like we said I think they're going to catch Baltimore in that American League East uh, with with Franco away Basabi came up at shortstop and you know he's been really uh you know raking and I think that between him and you look at Braley what he's done we talked about Paredes uh everyone's stepping up I have them at number five right now and I look for them to move up even more I have Texas in the fourth spot uh I think that Texas uh you know the sweep at home to the Brewers was a little bit alarming if you're a Rangers fan uh Freddie Peralta Adrian Hauser uh, but if you look at what the Rangers can do, they had just had a couple bad weeks at the plate. And like the Rays, when you're not swinging the bat, it makes for a long game and it makes for a long week. And sometimes those streaks uh, expand for a little while. But I do think that you're going to see them turn around as well. And I look for Seattle, uh, I look for the Texas Rangers to um, either stay at that spot or move up. Number three. Baltimore, um, you know, I know we're, we're trying to catch them. Like I've mentioned before, Baltimore is a, a very solid team. Uh, don't forget, a couple of years ago, they lost over 100 games. I think it was two years ago. Of, uh, You know, you, you look at what they have. I mean, they have a Ratchman, they have Gunnar Henderson, Kyle Bradders, uh, Batista, who debuted in 2022. So, they have a lot of young players as well that came in the last couple of years. And I think the, you know, we talk about our farm system. I think theirs is probably, you know, just as well, just as good, if not, you know, better than ours. And talent level that that, that organization has right now is, is wide open. And um, what they're doing, that they're playing great. If they can maintain it, uh, you know, we might have a couple teams from the American League East in the playoffs right now. But like I said, I am confident that we are going to catch them. I have them at three, top two. I have the Dodgers at number two, and I have the Braves at number one. And let me tell you, um, the Dodgers are closing that gap. A couple weeks ago, Atlanta was the clear-cut favor, the clear-cut favorite, I should say. Now, when you have Azuna there... Um, they just have a great team, and if you look, they're 82 and 44 right now at the best record. Dodgers, um, you know, that's that's what the Braves' record is. But the Dodgers, 76 and 48. Uh, you look at what they're doing right now. They, they just swept a couple teams. Uh, Dave Roberts has that team playing at a pace that. Uh, they're picking it up, and I think if you look, if they can keep their pitchers healthy, um, they're going to, I think they're the favorite. I think they're a better team than Atlanta when it comes down to it, but again, you have to win on the field, so you know they're going to have to rely on their young arms 
to um, really get them to the promised land there. But uh, those two teams are definitely the top two teams in baseball, Atlanta and the Dodgers I'm talking about. So, again, thank you for the email. That's the breakdown of my top 15 teams. We'd love to hear what you have to say. If you want to go to JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email. Let me know if you agree, disagree, what changes you would make. It's all good. You are in the gymnasium on Power and 90.1. We'll be right back. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. The final preseason game is upon us tonight. Yes, we're going to be hosting the Ravens and then we can start talking about the real season. Um, my only hope is that there are no injuries in the game tonight and whether or not they play any starters remains to be seen. Not quite sure what Bowles' game plan is, except um, I would say he's not going to play Godwin. He's not going to play Evans. And probably most of the starters aren't going to play. Uh, they did name Baker Mayfield as the starter this week. Would love to hear what your thoughts are on, on that announcement. It was between him and Kyle Trask, obviously. And uh, I said all along that Mayfield was going to be the starter. And, you know, it wasn't really that hard to figure out because when you have someone that, um, you know, has thrown nine passes in his career, like Trey, like Kyle Trask has, then, you know, you're going to have to go with the other person who was Baker Mayfield. Now, don't forget, Baker Mayfield was the league's worst quarterback last season. But like I said, you could have a choice between the league's worst quarterback last season or someone who's thrown nine regular season passes since they got drafted in the second round in, in 2021. So what do you think about picking up Trey Lance? That's something that a couple people have thrown out there and I want to throw it out to you guys. Trey Lance, as you know, is with the 49ers. Uh, drafted, he was supposed to be um, a, a very good professional player. All of a sudden, he had COVID hit, then he had an injury to his finger, wasn't able to play. San Fran had Garoppolo, then now Brock Purdy. So now San Francisco announces that Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback and Sam Darnold will be the um, the backup quarterback, which leaves Trey Lance in a pretty precarious situation. And I think that if you look at you know, what he should do, uh, he should definitely get out of San Francisco. No doubt about that. The question is, where should he go? And I, I think for this conversation, I think the Bucks are someone that... Um, you know, they're going to likely be in the, the quarterback market next offseason. So I think if you trade for him now, it would give them an option to consider at the end of 
2023 into 2024. Uh, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. JimmyBSports.com. Let me know if you think we should uh, maybe pursue Trey Lance. Don't have that much. Again, he hasn't played all that much, so it's really tough to get a, a handle for what his um, abilities are, or potential would be, but it is something that you can think about. And if not the Bucks, then maybe he should go to maybe Minnesota, because, of course, they have Kirk Cousins, who's 35 out there. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter is the starting quarterback there. It's a possibility. Tennessee, you never know what's going to happen out there with um, Ryan Tannehill. And um, I would say the Dolphins, possibly, too, with Tua. So they're all possibilities for Trey Lance to get to. But getting back to the Bucs, uh, talking about what they need to do, I think at this point, coming into the final week of the Preseason, you want to make sure that everyone is healthy going into week one. I think we've done a pretty good job with the exception of Gage getting hurt um, a couple weeks ago. And these preseason games really don't mean anything because, quite honestly, the people that you see on the field halfway through the first quarter on through the rest of the game won't be in the league in a couple weeks anyway. So uh, I think it's best to just maybe give some second string players a chance to show what they have. Maybe they can get picked up by someone else if, in fact, we do cut them and they don't make the team. Other than that, um, I've said it many times, I don't like preseason because of uh, the injury factor. You saw Judy of Denver. Now, he's going to be out several weeks now. He got hurt um, playing, I think, this past uh, Thursday. So, again, uh, it's one of those things where you, you have to hold your breath until the season starts and hope that all the... Um, Players, whether it be on the offensive side or the defensive side of the ball, are able to not sustain any type of uh, injuries that will put a damper on this season before it even starts. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, again, the Bucks. I looked at all the emails and uh, texts and whatnot. Last week we talked about how many uh, wins the Bucks would have. It's a wide variety. I think the consensus amongst everyone is between um, seven and nine wins is what I'm seeing here with all the responses. Uh, I think that's pretty accurate. I said, you know, eight wins, uh, same as last year. They finished eight and nine in that uh, NFC South. If you look at that division, though, I don't think any one team is better than the other at, at this point. Of course, we haven't played any games, so it's really tough to put a finger on it. But, uh, you know, I don't think that you can give the edge to anyone right now. So we're in as good a position as anyone else uh, to go ahead and start the season. Uh, also, I think that Todd Bowles is going to have to make some adjustments. I think Todd Bowles, you know, going back to last season, it was a different story because you have number 12 back there uh, over center. And when you have Brady, you might tend as a coach to let some things go by that you normally wouldn't or shouldn't for that matter. And I don't think you're going to see that this year, or at least you shouldn't see that this year. So I expect um, Baker Mayfield, who was named the starting quarterback, to be on a relatively short leash, to be honest. I think that you have to go out there and give him a chance. Uh, but if you get to the point where 
The team is uh, one and four after a couple games. Do you go over to Trask and see what he has? I think that's a decision that needs to be made sooner rather than later. Uh, Rashad White's having a pretty decent training camp from what I hear, although we haven't seen him in any of the games. And you really don't know until you go out there the first game and, and see what it's all about. So I'd love to hear your comments on what you think the Bucks, what predictions you're making, um, the coaches. Now you have a new offensive coordinator there. What's going to happen with Canales? Is he going to go out there? Is he going to be conservative? Is he going to go out there and you know run the ball and um, try to pick up some first downs and move the chains? Is he going to stretch the field? Is he going to let Evans try to get behind some people? Is he going to take advantage of Godwin's hands going across the middle? Um, dump the ball off. Is he going to do that uh, with Whites? We're going to see what kind of offensive coordinator he is. Everyone, you know, saying he's getting good, you know, grades, good marks, but he really hasn't done anything. Nor should he be showing a lot of what's um, the, the game plans are in preseason. So I think as the season um, starts and it gets underway, we're going to see what he has in his bag of tricks and hopefully the toolbox that he has is going to allow us to score uh, more points than we did last year, especially when we get down in the red zone. That was definitely a thorn in our side last year. I can't count the times that we came up empty when we're in that position. And that should never happen when you have someone like Evans who can you know, just go out there and pretty much out-jump any defenders that are going to be covering him in that situation. So I'd love to hear your comments on that. Um, again, JimmyBSports.com gets you um, into the show with an email. Uh, some some miscellaneous items here. We talk about Shahe Altani with the Angels. He's not going to be able to pitch now the rest of the year because of an injury that he had. But he is going to be able to hit. How do you feel about that? Um, probably one of the most exciting players uh, that's played the game in, in a while. Uh, he was as good as a pitcher as he is as a hitter. But he's not going to pitch again because he did have uh, an injury to his arm. And you're going to see him in the field. But... You know, Mike Trout comes back and they put him back on the injured list because of his um, fractured left hammer bone. So, yeah, the Trout missed 38 games and uh, it seems as though that team just can't get a break. But uh, talking about Otani, do you think he should be able to go out there and and play while he's nursing that arm? Or do you think it's going to... Um, you know, hurt him. Don't forget, Otani had Tommy John surgery in 2018 after his rookie year. So he he does have that in the back of his mind. And how effective do you think he's going to be out there? Um, another thing you had, um, James Harden of the Sixers got fined $100,000 for remarks that he made about the owner, Maury, uh, pretty much being an idiot or whatever it was. Um Take it for what it's worth. But when you talk about James Harden, um, I will say this about him. I would not waste time with James Harden. Did he have a couple good games in the playoffs for the Sixers? Yeah, but more times than not, he started to look like Ben Simmons to me. And here's what I'll say about Harden. 
Um, he's talking about playing overseas potentially. Go, go, let, let him play overseas because here's what he's done. When he was with Houston, he quit on them, never won a playoff game. Then he went to Brooklyn. What happened there? Uh, with the big three, him, Durant, Irving. Yeah, he quit on that team as well. First one out of there, couldn't wait to leave, went to the Sixers, and he basically quit on the Sixers. So I don't have any um, love loss for Harden. Um, is he a good player? Can he can he win a few games? He still has something left in the tank, I think, but um, I'd, just, I'd be just as happy him playing someplace else. If that means overseas, no, that's fine too. So anyway, that's my take on what's going on. would love to hear your comments. JimmyBSports.com or sports at power901.com. Let me know your thoughts on fantasy football. We broke down some teams last week. We're going to do the same thing next week. So get all of your fantasy questions into me and we'll try to get them on the air next week. Guys, have a great weekend. Uh, That's all the time we have. Thank you for all the interaction. The show is growing each week thanks to you and want to keep it going in that direction enjoy your weekend let's hope that the Rays can continue their successes between the lines on the diamond and let's hope that the Bucks can survive one more game tonight without any uh, setbacks thanks again for listening to the show you've been in the gymnasium as always stay vigilant stay safe and above all stay positive we'll talk to you next weekend in the Jimmy B Sports Show